to date, you sold how much apparel? Over 70 million. Some people want to have it all figured out. Yeah. Like, bro, like, the beauty is in the journey. Like, you don't got to see the whole staircase. Just go up the step. Like, God is going to just do the steps, you know? <laughs> then the staircase is going to come. I Googled a business plan template. I started feeling that I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. So right. let me just go. <laughs> I ain't feeling this template out because this going to stop me. Like, me right. trying to have it all figured out is going to stop me from going. Yeah. And I'm an executor. I'm not really a planner. I'm mm. learning to be better at planning, mm. but I'm an executor. I'm just going to go. I was able to send, like, different celebrities and influencers my stuff. And at the time, it wasn't really influencers. So yeah. we didn't have to pay. I didn't have to pay to do that. So when they was wearing it and I would see a photo, I would just be, like, screenshot and repost and be so happy. Yeah. And I would always share my customers. The celebrities definitely help because people mm. love what celebrities wear. Yeah. But representation matters. So when people see their, their own stuff in there, like, and they see people that look just like them and they see different body types wearing it, then they know, okay, it's not just for celebrities. Because sometimes when you just see a celebrity in something, you don't even go look at the price you think is expensive. Yeah. I had people say that That's they thought fact. it was too much money because they seen celebrities in it. So some people didn't go look at it. Mm -hmm. But once they start to see like real people, real life people that look like them in it, that was like my influencers. They was like my brand ambassadors from the beginning because yeah. I always posted my customers and Milano. All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. Man, today is about to be amazing. We got a rock star here. You are a rock star. <laughs> we got Milan. So your name is Milan, or no, your your name is something else, but your brand name is Milano, but people call you Milan. Yes. So do you prefer people call you Milan or Milano? They can call me Milan, Milano, or Millie. Like a lot of the, my employees and my team members, they call me Millie. Why Millie? That's what, like, the closest people to me call me Millie. Because mm. it was hard for them to start calling me Milan from my real name. So What's they, your real name? Janika. Janika? Yes. Janika <laughs> to Millie <laughs> to Milan to no, Brandon no, no. Milana. So, no. So, my, my name is Janika. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I went to Lincoln University. And there, that's when Beyonce started to do, like, her Sasha Fierce era. Mm -hmm. And she had this alter ego. And I'm like, all right. I need an alter ego. So my girlfriend, she called me. She was like, John, I got a new name. So the closest people to me called me John. Mm -hmm. And she's like, John, I got a name. I was like, what's your name? She was like, Kylie White. I was like, oh, make me up a name. She was like, all right, <laughs> let me think. Let me think. She was like, you look like a Milan. And I'm like, yeah, what's my last name going to be? She was like, I got to think about that. I was like, no, let it be Rouge, like the Mulan Rouge, right. like the movie. Mind you, I love, I never watched the movie, but I love the video mm -hmm. because that video, Moulin Rouge, um, it had Pink, Christina Aguilera, mm -hmm. Lil' Kim, um, Maya. That was the first time I ever seen diversity. Like, that was the first time I ever seen black and white women uh, all together and just like. Philly's not like that. No, Philly's not like that, especially like in the hood where I come from. Yeah. So I didn't really get to see that. So once I watched that, I was just like amazed by it i was just like really i learned the dances and i can't dance and everything but <laughs> so when she told me i look like a milan i'm like do milan rouge like the movie and that was just like my alter ego from 2008 so that's how we get milan rouge that's why people call you milan yes. where does millie come from so millie is short for milan <laughs> no way no way I, I didn't catch it i ain't gonna hold you um okay so Milan, and then how do we get the name of the brand Milano? Okay, so in 2012, I remember I was on the bed in my, I was living in my mom's house. I was 23 years old. I was in the back room on the bed, coming up a name, coming up with a name for my brand. And I'm like, okay, most designers name their brands after themselves, but mm -hmm. I didn't want to name my brand Johnny K. Harris. So I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, 
let me Google the, I wanted to like do like different translations to Milan Rouge. So I settled on the Italian interpretation of Milan Rouge, which was Milano di Rouge. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I love this. So initially the brand was Rouge di Milano. So I made my first little design and it's that Rouge di Milano. And then I switched it to Milano di Rouge. And I'm so happy I did. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Rouge di Milano. But I, but I think whatever you would have created would be the thing. Right. Right. So if you if you went with Rouge di Milano, you would probably say, man, I'm so glad I changed it to that. <laughs> because it, it would build a business. Right. right. So speaking of the business, you started when? November 11, 2012 is when I dropped my first shirt. November 11, 2012. 12. Wow. And to date, you sold how much apparel? <sighs> I don't know how much total I sold, but guess what? I know how much in volume, like in yeah, money. for sure. Over 70 million. But guess what? How many customers I just found out? I literally just found out on the call before. 500,000 and something customers. I, I was like, wow, it's like 500,000, 500 and something thousand. But I was, I couldn't believe it. I was about to shed a tear on the phone. 500,000 customers. Yes. Is that 500,000? Half, half a million customers. Different people. Yes, customers. Mm -hmm. Five, half a million different humans on this earth have bought some Milano de Rouge. That is so good. I can't believe it. I'm like, yo, screenshot that number to me so I can post it because that that's black history right there. It's black history month. That's black history. I could not, I never looked at the data to see that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Two very impressive numbers. 500,000 and then 70 million. I probably maybe noticed your brand like two years ago maybe, right? It, it hasn't been a long, but I don't think people know that you've been doing this for over a decade. Mm -hmm. So when you first started, first started, you had one design. What were you I doing? Had two. What were you doing at that time outside of the brand? Like, what were you doing for work? I was, so prior to me starting the line, I was a home health aide to the mentally disabled. Really? Yeah. And I, I loved my job. So every mm. job that I had, I was like fully committed. Like I was a good employee. And I was a home health aide and I also was doing here. So I would do here on the weekdays and I was home health aide on the weekends and I was in college too. Mm -hmm. um, I got fired in July. So, what? I, so bro, it was a, do you want me to go into yeah, the story? Oh go. my gosh, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I was so mad that I got fired. So I create, all right, I got fired in July of 2012. And the craziest thing about me getting fired, it was because I did not deserve to be fired. Mm. So I've been a home health aide for four years. I know the training, like the back of my hand. Like we mm. had to do a, set, a certain training every year, but it's so easy. Yeah. And I've done, I did the training. So after the training, you typically take a picture just for proof. I took the picture for proof because that's what I always of did. Of the client? No, of the training. Like right. you take a picture of the screen oh, just right, to gotcha, have gotcha, it. Gotcha. Um, so I took a picture for proof just to have it in my phone. And, and like we... I don't remember if I sent it to the computer. It was on the computer as well. But like a week later, my manager, I had a male manager, and I found out the supervisor was dating. We had a new supervisor. So I only worked the weekend. So when I came into work, um, one of my coworkers, they was like, did you meet the new supervisor? She, she was like, that's the manager girlfriend. They're dating. 
So she was like, I don't really like her. She like me. So I'm like, okay. That's why you got fired. That's why I got fired. <laughs> we already know where this story is going. Good, it's crazy. So when she met me, so anytime she called, she was really nice on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like my voice sound ghetto. I don't really look like how I. My voice sound So ghetto. she didn't, when she used to be nice on the phone and then like she popped up and I opened the door. She was like, who are you? I was like, oh, I'm Janika. Nice to meet you. And she was just like, like walked past me. She like, where the guys at? I told her, but her whole energy was off that uh, Monday. So that was Saturday. On Monday, I got a call like, "Hey, it says you didn't do your training." I'm like, "I did do my training." So my manager was trying to fight for me. He was like, "Just you have the proof." I'm like, "Yeah, I got the proof." Soon, soon as I go home, so I was trying to send him the proof right there. Yeah. My phone blacked out. I was like, "But it's okay. I got it on my computer." Soon as I went home, my computer it just shut down. Hey. Like I, when I tell you, I could not believe it. I was so frustrated. I took my computer to this Microsoft place in. In Philadelphia to get fixed. And once I got it fixed, it was wiped off. Because I just wanted to prove that I had it. But in hindsight, it was nothing but God. Because I promise you, I would have never moved. I would have been so comfortable. But because of that, like, God forced me to move. In that moment, you didn't think that was the, that was a blessing, right? No. But it's so so amazing how things work in hindsight. And I I was just telling somebody the other day that I cannot think of a terrible situation in my life that didn't turn out to be a blessing at the end of it. Right. So now you can approach things that way. And, and that's how I approach everything. Like that right there. So I look at like everything is like God, like I'm such a believer in God, but it's like he's preparing you for greater. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at things while they're happening to me as if they're happening to me. They're happening for me. Like what is God trying to prepare me for? What is he? What, what do he want me to see? Mm-hmm. And from that instance, I think it just helped me like to just shape my mindset early on. Did you start the brand because you got fired and you're trying to figure out how to make some money or? No, so. But you were still doing hair, right? Yeah, I was doing hair, but I was mediocre. So I wasn't really getting a lot of, <laughs> I wasn't getting a lot of clients. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't the best. They came to. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Me because I would give them mm. advice. So prior to me getting fired in March of 2012, I started a blog. So my clients came to me. I was, like I said, I was a mediocre hairstylist, but I would give them advice. And they loved my advice, so they would call me like their therapist. One of my clients <laughs> was moving to Las Vegas, and she was like, I'm going to miss our talks. Like, I wish you started a blog. And I'm like, well, what's a blog? Mm. So that night, I went home and Googled blog, and I immediately created one because it was like an online yeah. magazine and I always wanted my own magazine so I created my blog it was com, and I would give out love advice dating advice fashion advice and motivational advice mm -hmm. and from there I would like diff highlight different people on Instagram were you making money at all from the no, blog? no no I was, no I wasn't making money because I didn't even know that it could turn into money Right. but I would highlight different people on Instagram and like uh, steal her swag so I would like post a picture and like say where they get the outfit from and you mm -hmm. can find out on my website so on my website, I had gained over 100,000 views in three months. Mm. And once I gained those views, my mind was like, okay, now I can sell them a product. And from there, I created Milano de Rouge. So once I got fired, and that was like the same time frame. Once I got fired, it was like, okay, now it's time to really create it. Like now it's time to like go all in and like, all right, what do you want to do? And I didn't really have like much experience with Photoshop or anything. Yeah. I remember going to this website. I forget the name. Start with a C. It allows you to like to mock up a shirt. Canva? No, not Canva. I forget the name of it. It's like a little, I forget the name, but it allows you to like mock up a shirt mm -hmm. and create your logo. And I was just playing with things and I. You just started. So you had two brands. I mean, two shirts mm -hmm. at that time. Right? I, I designed two shirts. Right. Yeah. And that was my five city shirt. So the five cities, it was like the cross. It was a red cross. And then it had London, Tokyo, Paris, Milan, and New York. So it was like the five fashion cities of the world. Mm. That's why I came up with that. That still sell? We, 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 we stopped selling it. Did you sell a lot, though? I did. It was like one of our popular styles. I had it for years. I, kinda, I think I stopped selling it like in 2018. So your first shirt from 2012 to 2018, it was still selling. You were making money off of that. 
Yeah, and the of other the shirt, idea yeah. that you mocked up on a website. Yes, in the Milano Diru signature shirt. That's our first shirt too. That's that's one of our number one seller. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Like you're not a designer. You have a passion for something, but I need to know how you sold it though, because it's not everybody has. They'll come up with an idea. Like I'm gonna come up with this shirt, right? And if nobody sees it, then nobody's gonna buy it. Or like I I don't know how like how did people just start buying it? So I remember. So the night that I wore, I was at a party. I I wasn't even trying to go to the party to mm. be honest, because I would have never just wore sweatshirt and jeans to a party. My hair wasn't done. I'm gonna show you the photo too. I have my hair. In Let me see the photo. I gotta find it. Let me oh. see. Oh, it's in the other bag. I gotta find it. I had on the. Oh yeah, I gotta pull it up. It'll be good for you to see. But I had on the gray sweatshirt. I wasn't going to a party. Like mm. everyone else was dressed, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to come and swag it. I don't care. Um, and one of the guys from my city, he was like, yo, I like your shirt. Because when I first did it, it said Milano, Italy. It didn't say Milano, Di mm. He was like, yo, I like your shirt. I'm like, oh, you like it? So the fact that the first day I wore it, somebody liked that, I was happy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is mine. I made this. <laughs> and then the next day I'll post on Instagram my shirt. And then I was like, who wants to buy the other one, basically? Right. So I wore one the and I sold one. it. Because I only made, I only bought two. Oh, you're, okay. Here's the, I'm thinking you were saying you had two designs. You're saying you had two shirts. Two shirts. I wore a sweatshirt and sold the other sweatshirt. <laughs> and then I took that and I flipped that and I bought five. Yeah. No way. Yes. So first of all, so how much how much did it cost you to print the shirts? It was like so what I was doing was I was going to a retail place. So it was like $25 to get the sweatshirt and the, the print all together. So, so you're just finding a shirt like this in a store. You what like heat press or No, what? so the place that I went to they sold shirts, they mm. sold blanks. Yep. And they will print it on there. So I would go gotcha. there and, like, pick out my stuff. I was so happy to find it, too. Um, <laughs> I went there and, like, pick out the color that I wanted, and I put the logo on. They put the logo on it, and they gave it to me. $25. $25. So that was a lot of money. For yeah. It. How much you selling for? I started off at 40 So people would be like, why would 45 People was like, why is your shirts $45? Everyone else selling shirts is $25. i am like, okay, they're not Milano. But and it was really because, off, so. and it was really be, right, and it was because though I was playing retail price. Mm -hmm. So like, I remember when I was starting to, I would ask like the different people. It was a lot of guys in our city selling t-shirts at the time, and I would ask them like, "Hey, I want to start a t-shirt brand. Where do I get shirts from?" No one told me, and then the one person that did tell me, he told me to go to this retail place. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea about wholesale. I had mm -hmm. no idea that I was paying like top dollar for this stuff, and people was. Uh, getting it for like literally a fraction of the cost because you can get a shirt in a, and print it up for like $7.99. I'm paying yeah. $25 for it. And I did that for like probably like five months. No way. Yeah. Paying the retail price. And that's why you got to make it a premium price because you paying $25. Yes. And then I remember it was a black guy inside of the store. And he, the store that I was going to, it was like, a, um, it was Asian owned, but it was a black guy inside of the store. He was like, Hey, I just want to tell you that, like, I see you in here a lot. He was like, you do know you can get this for a fraction of the price from a wholesale. Like, mm. you got to go to, like, an actual manufacturer. So he gave me an Alpha Embroider book. I don't know if y'all know that. Alpha, Alpha He gave Broder. me that, yeah. Yep. He gave me that book. And at the time, it was called Bodak and Roots. Yep. But he gave me that book, and he was like, everything you want in here, you want to get it for a fraction of the cost. And then he gave me a card to some guys that print it. And... The first day I went wow. to the guys that print, I ran into the guy that sent me to the other place. I'm like, oh, hi. So it was a 
It was out to us looking out for us. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Taking, away, taking money away from the man. Well, Asian, I don't know. But that was good. That was cool, though. That was what's up. The guy That's that crazy. I ran, the guy that initially sent me to the retail space, I ran into him when I went to the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, he's like, what's up? I'm like, like, so my face was like, like, I found it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't mad. You know why? Because I felt like, like he worked hard to find his manufacturer. Yeah. He don't have to give me that. 100%. And it just taught me that if I wanted something bad enough, the answer isn't as hard to find as I thought. Mm. And that's how I looked at everything. Like, if you truly want it, you're going to go for it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I met you. Like, so, like, now it's like, I like, yeah, I appreciate it so much more. Yeah. So, I, I know you're blown away. Like, yo, I was paying 25 Now I'm paying 8 Yeah. And you're getting more volume, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. It started growing. So, when did you, so the logo, you had the logo design and the cities, correct? Mm-hmm. How long did you run with those two until you expanded to another design? I ran with those two for like, until like 2014. For two years, two designs. It started off with two shirts. So I went from sweatshirts to t-shirts because my first designs were sweatshirts because it was November. But same design. Yeah, same design. And then I would put like the logo. Then I like went to buy hats because once he showed me that Bodak and Rose book, I'm like, okay, right. I could do everything. So I <laughs> bought hats and I put the logo on it. And yeah, the same designs for two years. But I even, so then I, in 2014, I wanted to do cut and sew. Mm-hmm. So the thing about doing cut and sew is, is minimums. Explain cut and sew. Cut and sew is when you get your garment made from scratch. Yeah. So like when you first start, and a lot of times we can't afford cut and sew because it costs, it costs yeah, a lot of sure. money. Um, samples are cost the most money. Samples cost mm-hmm. more than a production uh, and cost to be made. And that tech pack. Like I don't know who yeah, tech to like, create that. Yes. Everything costs, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it was a lot. It was a learning lesson, especially because I didn't come from the fashion industry. Yeah. So I didn't even know the names of the things that I wanted. <laughs> I just knew how to describe it. I'm right. like, okay, I can't sketch. I can't do anything. Um, before you get there, before you get there, 2012, 2013, and then going into 2014, wh- when did this become like your main source of income? So I had a boyfriend too. Okay. So my boyfriend was always looking out. So the so the thing is, right, I was in a relationship while I was growing a brand. Mm. And that's why I didn't, I was able to grow the brand because mm. I had him to always rely on. So I was able to put my money right back into the business or I, or I spent my money. It was either going into the business or I would spend it on me, but I always had somebody to like fall back on. Uh, okay, okay. Let me, let me ask you, did that boyfriend believe in the brand and the vision, or was I just helping out my girl? No, he believed in the, he helped out his girl, and he believed in the brand and the vision. Mm. He did both. Yeah. In 2015, we broke up. So I got to tell you, it's just, I, I, we can go back and forth as long as you want. In Jeez. 2015, right, three things happened in 2015. In 2015, it's like basically I had to like start all over. Because he was like my crutch. He was paying the, he was paying the, the um, rent at my warehouse. He was paying my car note. I was living with my mom, though. But he was paying my car note. He was paying my insurance. And when we broke up, it was like, I'd rather start over and struggle than to deal with you. Like, I don't want to mm. deal with this no more. And I literally just spent all of my money. So this was, like, the first time I had a fashion show, like, my big fashion show. I spent, like, probably, like, $25,000 on this fashion show. And normally, if I need something, I got my crutch. I got him there. Not saying that he was a crutch, but he yeah. was just the person that was supporting me yeah, if sure. I needed anything. I, won't, I don't want to say like a crutch, but yeah. you know what I mean. So 
because I just had this fashion show, I just put all of my money into that. I didn't have, like, I basically had to, like, start over. I still had inventory, but it wasn't what I needed. So, in 2015, we broke up. We broke up right after, like, five days after my fashion show. Right after the fashion show. Five days after my fashion show. And then... My mom, so I remember telling my mom, like, I want to expand into sweatsuits. And at the time, American Apparel was doing wholesale mm-hmm. sweatsuits. And I'm like, this would be my first time doing a sweatsuit because I really had T-shirts. I had a fashion yeah. show with T-shirts. All T-shirts. <laughs> All Whole T-shirts. Fashion show. It was like, it was like we were just showing you how to style T-shirts with just suits and skirts and different items. How many T-shirt designs did you have? <laughs> Two. Yo, you spent $25,000 on a fashion show with two designs, all T-shirts, just worn differently. But guess what? It's because my fashion shows is not about the fashion. It wasn't about the fashion. It Talk was about me. the experience. Talk to me about Think that. of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me, a pretty successful entrepreneur, to coach you every single day, to give you all of the game? I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday, I'm on I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to, ha- you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to, and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10000 Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100000 because it's just, I don't, I, I, my, my time is valuable, and to give you the sauce that's going to help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100000 But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. You'll also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, Let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. Talk to me about this experience. It was about, so like every time I put on a show, I, I love entertainment. Like I'm all about like just making people feel good. So from my first fashion show, like I made sure we had a poet. Like, I like the poet to, like, make you feel. We have a, a dancer or we have a performance. Like, so we had a ballerina performance. We had, um, it was three runways, too. So it wasn't even just one. It was three runways. <laughs> so we picked the songs. And it's just, like, a vibe. Like, it was a positive vibe that we did in the city. And the show oh. would probably be, like, a three-hour type of thing. Wow. Yeah. And, the, like, the city comes out for the fashion show. This is crazy. Yeah. And I had t-shirts, All t-shirts. Yes. But it's the experience. That's a perfect example, man, of of it's not about the thing that you have. It's about what you do with it. Yes. Right? Your vision for that. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm I'm just going to go with these t-shirts and we're going to run it. So you ain't had no sweatsuits, no hoodies, no jackets. 
No, I just had t-shirts. We would put the t-shirts on with a suit. Like, it looked really cute with a suit. <laughs> we had it on with so much. So I had a stylist, but she just styled the same t-shirts with different items. And the fact that you said that, you pointed it out, I didn't think it was weird until you just pointed it That's out. That's strange. Like, I'm like, damn, I did do a whole fashion show with t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, we had different colorways, though. We had, like, so many different colorways. I had so many different color options yeah you know in hindsight it's like super genius because i would imagine all i'm said milano right so yeah and then they had the five cities one the one that got the five cities on it too so we had <laughs> different ones <laughs> you gotta pull a video up when you do this when you edit this you gotta pull the, the fashion show video up it's on youtube oh my gosh all right so five days after your fashion show um was it it was profitable yeah it was profitable i mean i'm talking about like before Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Eufy lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry so it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store 0.3 second fingerprint recognition listen you put your fingerprint on there you don't have, even if you got you got your bags you put one finger out there boop you get to unlock your door that way no battery anxiety you don't have to worry about the battery dying quick charging it's incredible also passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally. And you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. All backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay? Listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just... Ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E-U-F-Y, video lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door, okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible, okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Before the fashion show. The business was profitable? Was the business profitable? Because, well, I don't know if you really got into the numbers because you knew I'll sell. If I run out of money, I just get some more. It was profitable. So, like, I know that. So, like, the money that I was getting was more so for me to live, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. for me to just... Have like my lifestyle, yeah. Um, and then like he'll buy me stuff if I need it, but it was profitable because I had an accountant back then too. So like the first year we did it, it was fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand first year. Yeah, and then did I go in? Oh, yes, man. absolutely. What was the second year? <laughs> second year, I think I'm not sure if it was. Yeah, the second year was like one something. It was like probably one sixty five. And then the third year was three something. And what 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 year was that? No, twenty twelve. Actually, no, twenty twelve. It wasn't. 2013, it was 14000 14000 2014, it was, I got to look. They sent me the whole breakdown. Right. I know 2016, we hit a million. 2016, you hit a million. The first million. Yes. In that one year, 2016. Mm-hmm. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So in seven years, 70 million? And it's dope because... That's after your crutch. Not crutch, but so after. I, it's, it's after I have to start over. So, look, the thing is. Oh, so, look, the th- when I started over, right, I'm like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? Like, because, mm. like, just having somebody there is different, right? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to trust God. And, I like, I always tell my dad, like, I was left to drown and I became a swimmer. Mm. Because, and I didn't know how I could swim. So, it was just me <laughs> trying to, like, all right, I'm going to just put my all into this, you know? Yeah. And it made me, like. I don't even, I, I like was single for a few years because I didn't want to depend on another guy to feed me ever again. Mm. Because when you depend on a guy to feed you, they can starve you too. And I didn't want that. So I just went tunnel vision and like, I remember I was, yeah, it, it just changed my whole thing. Like I just wanted to just show from the muscle that I can do it and not to nobody else, but to prove it to myself. Yeah. Because all of the women, like coming from where I come from, all of the women that I saw successful, besides my mom, like my mom didn't have nobody taking care of her. She she did it out the mud. But like the ones that had luxuries, like my mom wasn't like buying like Chanel bags and like driving like the latest car at the time. But the ones that I saw that had the luxuries that I wanted, they had it on behalf of men. So me seeing that, that's what I thought was normal. Once I got on Instagram, I started seeing the Miss Blings, the Karen Silvers, the Ming Lees. I started seeing them and they got these nice cars and they got these mansions and they got it on their own. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if they got, if they can do that, I can do that too. Yeah. So once we broke up, and my mom, I'm like, I'm just going, I'm starting over, and I don't care. I don't care what people think about me. I'm just going, I'm just going like go hard, you know. What did that look like? What did that go hard look like after? When I'm saying, y'all, I'm on my own. What did that activity look like? That activity looked like I. St- so it still looked good, but I was like behind on my car note three months. What? Because I'm like, it takes three months to. Uh, I was like, it takes three months for them to come get your car, right? I said, okay, I'm buying like, inventory. I'm buying inventory. I'm going to right. just go. Like, look, like, they calling me. I'm like, I'm going to explain it to a credit 
a debit collector. I'm there's a black lady. I'm like, Miss, I'm sorry, I can't pay. And she was like, All right, I got you. I'm going to just hold <laughs> on. I'm like, All right. Like so, yeah. So you, so you, like, really went all in, in terms of like all of your money. I'm putting it into this brand. So and so, all right. So like another thing happened in 2015 too, right? From 2012 when I started my brand to 2015, I was making money but not seeing it. I was like right. literally selling out. I was making clothes and I was selling out, but I wasn't seeing the money, and it was because I didn't have financial literacy. So I, right before me and my ex broke up, we went to visit my dad in prison. So it was like a big back-to-back thing. So it was like April 20th, we wanted to go visit my dad in prison. April 20th, 20, 2015. I'm telling my dad, like my dad, like, oh, everybody's talking about Morano and jail and yada, yada, yada. So I was like, yeah, I'm making money, but I'm not seeing it. He's like, okay, ex- explain to me your process. I'm like, every time I buy shirts, they sell out. He said, well, when they sell out, how long does it take you to get new inventory? I said it take about three weeks. He said, okay, that's... In those three weeks where you don't have any inventory coming in, you're just spending that money. So mm-hmm. you're, you're running in a circle. It's like a rat yeah. race, he said. And I'm like, damn. So I don't got no money coming in, and I'm just spending the money. He's like, so you're you going to just keep going in a circle. He said, the goal would be to never sell out. And that was the aha moment for me. Like, I literally never looked at it as simple as that. But he's from the streets. He said, whenever he would sell out a product, you know where... My customers will go to the next person. Yeah. So you don't want your customers going to the next person. Keep product. Never sell out. Never and sell my out. mindset was never sell out. So once me and my ex, we broke up, he was he thought that I was going to have to come back to him because he was so used to that cycle. And because of the, my dad gave me that game, oh. and my mom gave me, oh, that's, all right, sorry. My dad gave me that game. So my whole mindset was like never sell out, right? First of all, what was you about to say about your mom? My mom gave good. me a check. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I didn't, it's so many different stories. We're here. So, look. We're here now. I, I have in no rush. I got nothing to do with that. So, and I, th- I, I can't remember the month. It was probably like a month or a few months after. But it's in 2015 as well. So, I'm telling my mom, like, all right, mom, I want to go into sweatsuits. Um, and like I said, I just spent a lot of my money on a fashion show. So, mm-hmm. I couldn't spend a bulk of money on sweatsuits. Um, so, I'm like, mom, I, if I get... It was like $1,200. I was like, Mom, I need a $1,200 check. I think I wanted like $1,260. I was like, I just need to get these sweatsuits. If I can get these sweatsuits, I promise I'm never going to ask you for no money again. <laughs> and she was like, I don't have it. So I remember sitting on the steps in her living room, and she walked downstairs, and she dropped the check in my lap. And I was so happy. I gave her a hug. And I was like, I promise I'm going to pay you back. And, like, to this day, I know on that stage I said, to this day I paid her back times 300. I know I paid her back times more than that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was just, like, her believing in me meant a lot. So with them sweatsuits, too, they helped me. Because now them sweatsuits, I think I charged 150 for the sweatsuits. Mm. They, I think they charge, they cost, like, $59 to make, and I nice. charged, like, 150 for the sweatsuit. Nice. So now it helped me get more money. Yeah. So now it was, like, never sell out. This just helped me get more money. And it was, like, all right, now I'm just growing. I remember him seeing me on a uh, on an airplane. I was I think I was going to LA or Atlanta, and he texted was like, "Who you messing with now?" I'm like, "Nobody, I'm single." He was like, "Nah, you got to be dating somebody because like you." I was like, "Wow." So and I didn't even want to prove it, but in my heart it felt so good yeah. because like like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do that is making you think that I'm dating someone else. And all I'm doing is spending my own money. I'm working hard. It was just a feeling that no one can take from me. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me $10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars a year, 
positive, you're going to make a million dollars. Would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast, but there's 21 things that I extracted from that, that you're going to need to launch a podcast, but I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone, so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby, but... I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks. Okay. So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need. Okay. Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Amazing. Yo, people like this is kind of the stuff that people don't get a chance to see, man, or, or hear like you have a real journey. Like he was broke. Right. And I don't even think your your dad would uh, even give you that advice if you weren't working to be experiencing something and noticing. Some people never just say, yo, I feel like I'm making sales, but I ain't making no money. Right. Nobody. They don't see it because they're not actually grinding. Your mom probably didn't believe wouldn't have believed in you if you didn't believe in yourself. Right. And then you just go hard after that. So talk to me about the promotion, like the marketing. What were you doing to sell all these clothes? So. To be honest, I was going hard even before then. Yeah. I just wasn't smart with the money. You know, I was working. I remember my ex before this guy. He was like, why are you up? That's when I was blogging. He like, I, I used to be blogging for free. You know, he like, like, shut your computer. Like, why you got, like, why we can't spend time right now? I'm like, I'm just trying to work. He's like, 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 I pay your stuff. Like, it's all right. Like, and then I was doing photo shoots too. Mm. And I was charging $50, $50 to do people photo shoots. He was so mad. You were charging $50. What do you mean? <laughs> to take people pictures. Oh, you were a photographer. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yo. <laughs> I was everything. Yo, I, was a- <laughs> I got a whole other respect for you. Like, you are a hustler for real. And it wasn't because I needed the money. <laughs> because I had people that right. always looked out. So... Oh, he was like, what's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th. Two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal you want to go and take pictures for 50 guys he was so mad <laughs> he, was, he was so mad at me i'm like yes like mm. it's because i it's something i want to do like i enjoy doing it and they booked me he was like i can give you 50 dollars for now i give you more than that i give you more money than that i'm like no it's okay <laughs> rest in peace Sully. he passed away oh my um, goodness but yeah so i was always a hard worker though yeah. like i was working so hard like even when i wasn't seeing money I was working really hard. Like, my, my my work ethic continues to match, like, you know? And I remember, like, when I used to be posting on Instagram, first, every day I would just go out sell and sell. And then it was like, all right, I'm on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm not going out to sell. Yeah. Because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I need to build the brand. And mm-hmm. I remember somebody texting, like, you don't want this money? And I'm like, it's bigger than money. Like, the brand to me is bigger than money. I just knew where it can go. Yeah, I didn't know it can go this far. But I just knew what I saw it going, and I'm like, I got to build the brand. I can't, if I go out every day and sell, I, I can't make no money. But then eventually I started to hire some some salespeople that would just make the deliveries for oh, me. Oh, so when you say you would go out and sell, like on at the point where you were selling, or you just run around in your, with your car, going yeah. to barbershops and some No, so I would post on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I would be like, hey, I got, I would take a picture of what I had that day, mm-hmm. and I would say the sizes, and then I'm like, text what you want. And then, like, whoever texts me there, I would just try to meet at a safe space. So I would meet at a bar, uh, gas station, mm. or I would meet, like, in front of a grocery store. Uh, I would just meet different places. So I would be, like, running errands all over the city, dropping off stuff. So promoting on social media, saying, yo, I will come bring you this sweatsuit. Mm-hmm. And you would just drop it off. Drop it off, yeah. And I'm so grateful to God because God be just watching me, for sure. Because women got robbed. 
Mm. Like women got set up and robbed. Yeah, I wasn't, and I'm so happy that I had like tunnel vision that I wasn't thinking about like what can the worst that can happen. Because if I thought about it, then it would have stopped me from doing it. Explain that. Explain that. Explain that. Because I I don't don't want people to miss that point. I think when you start to like, when you start to think about all of the bad stuff, it starts to have self doubt creeping. And I'm not a person like, okay, what if this can happen, bro? I'm just like, all right, God, just guide me. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened is going to happen. I'm either going to learn from it or I'm going to win. And that's how I look at it. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I was um I had a conversation with a guy that was like he was in an MBA program like um like business school. Mm-hmm. And you know, they teach them all about like business and all the things you should do and shouldn't do and all that kind of stuff. And the guy was telling me, he was like, "Yo, you're probably going to be more successful than everybody in my class." It's like when I was selling t-shirts too. I said, why? He said, because you don't even see the errors that you're making. You're just out here working. Right, wow. Because people will be too afraid because you know you probably shouldn't do that. Right. Like the people like, yo, you shouldn't sell a shirt without trademarking, right? Right. Did you trademark initially? It was a process. She was out here selling in the streets. Some people would never sell because right. it's not trademarked. Because some people want to have it all figured out. Yeah. Like, bro, like... The beauty is in the journey. Like, you don't got to see the whole staircase. Just go up the step. Like, God is going to just do the steps, you know? <laughs> then the staircase is going to come. I didn't have the vision. Like, at first I remember, like, they like, you need a business plan. I'm like, all right. I Googled a business plan template. I started feeling that out. I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. So right. let me just go. <laughs> I ain't feeling this template out. Because this going to stop me. Like, me right. trying to have it all figured out is going to stop me from going. Yeah. And I'm an executor. I'm not really a planner. I'm learning to be better at planning, mm-hmm. but I'm an executor. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Where was um, where was your main promotion coming from? Was it Instagram? Instagram, <laughs> for sure. How often were you posting or how often were you promoting? All day. People was like, is somebody running your page? <laughs> somebody running your page? I'm like, no, it's me. Because <laughs> I would literally be like right in front of somebody's face and then they'll... Look, I'm like, you just posted it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love Instagram. It was, it didn't feel like work. It was just like, if I seen a customer wearing it, I was reposting a customer, like, spotted in Milano. So my timeline was filled up every day. Mm. I was on people's timeline every day, all day. Uh, people are afraid to do that, man, because it messes up the aesthetic of the page. I don't care about the aesthetic. I care about me growing. <laughs> like, who cares about the aesthetic? Yeah, everybody. Yeah, I mean, now I'm a little bit like, all right, I just want my page to look cute. But as I be posting stuff, I'm like, this is not going to match. This ain't going to make sense. But <laughs> when you go to my page, it represents me. I'm all over the place, just yeah. like my page. Now, the business page, we got a strategist. Yeah. My page is like, I'm posting what I feel. Yeah. Now I'm older. I got a kid, so I can't be, like, on there as much. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dang, I just wish I had that feel for it like I did before. But yeah. 2015, you made your first million dollars. 2016. 2016, made your first million dollars. What do you think happened that have you do that? Because in apparel, it's hard to make a million dollars. I opened I mean, my store. In 2016, I opened my store. Where at? In Philly? Uh, in Philly. Mm-hmm. Still there? Yeah, it's still there. Okay. Yep, so in 2016, I remember asking my accountant, I'm like, yo, you think I should get a store? No, he... No, I was telling him, I didn't ask him. I was talking to him like, yo... I think I'm about to get a store. He was like, you told me you never want a store. I was like, I didn't. But there's a demand for it. He was like, well, you right. Because my warehouse, I was inside of a warehouse. It was, I say a warehouse, but it was really a studio. It was a studio <laughs> inside of a studio. It wasn't a warehouse, but it was a studio inside of a studio. <laughs> warehouse sounds yeah, better. It's, yeah. So my, but it was, I called it a warehouse because everything was housed there. Sure. But um, 
he was like, yeah, you right. Because you got, I had people from DC, New York, Baltimore, driving to my warehouse. And it was the worst neighborhood in America. Really? In America, not Philadelphia, America. It's on, if you watch them little documentaries, heroin addicts, bro, it was needles. Like when you're walking up the show, you'll see like dope needles. When you're walking up the stairs to my warehouse. So he said, you got people coming from all over to your space. Is a demand for it for sure. So he's like, yeah, just do it. He was like, I was like, you think? He was like, your gut hasn't staring you wrong since, like, mm-hmm. ever. So he's like, I trust you. If you want to do it, I think you should do it. So 2016, you got a store, mm-hmm. a million dollars. Where did it really start that? When did it really start happening? Because a million dollars in 2016, and then, like, it's it's looking like an average of $10 million a year no, since it wasn't. then. It wasn't an average of ten million a year since then. It was a slow climb. Tell us about this climb. I don't want to say every dollar, every month, every no, year, no, no, not every dollar. Yeah. But I'm saying like, what happened? Like, what happened to where it? You had some sort of explosion. Was it like what? What? what like, walk me through so how I that would, happened. So, like, even like when I first started, I would like always like DM celebrities yeah. and like, hey, um, Milano Duruge is my brand. I would love to send you a package to pay homage. Mm. And some people will open the message and just read it. Some people will respond and say, like, hey, and give me their address. Some people just ignored it, but I will always send it. So we were able to, I was able to send, like, different celebrities and influencers my stuff. And at the time, it wasn't really influencers. So yeah. we didn't have to pay. I didn't have to pay to do that. So when they was wearing it and I would see a photo, I would just be, like, screenshot and repost and be so happy. Yeah. And I will always share my customers. So, like, the celebrities definitely help because people mm. love what celebrities wear, yep. but representation matters. So when people see their, their own stuff in there, like, and they see people that look just like them and they see different body types wearing it, then they know, okay, it's not just for celebrities. Because sometimes when you just see a celebrity in something, you don't even go look at the price you think is expensive. Yeah, I had people say that That's they thought fact. it was too much money because they seen celebrities in it. So some people didn't go look at it. Mm-hmm. But once they start to see, like, real people, real life people that look like them in it, that was like my influencers. They was like my brand ambassadors from the beginning. Because yeah. I always posted my customers in Milano. Yeah. Like always from the beginning. Did some did something happen along this journey where it's like one year just was like breakout? Like it just explosion. So before this, before the one million, I had like 700,000. Mm-hmm. 2015 yep. and then or and then 300,000 it was like it's like a it was like a build up yeah, so it was like sure. every year was just building up it wasn't like it was like an overnight thing and got it just it was it. just like the cells just build up over every every year got it got it um that makes sense actually. but but the celebrities definitely helped a lot yeah walk can you can you talk to me about like the process of because we were talking I was like yo your designs are just amazing thank you and he was like I'm not really a designer. I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> That's intriguing. What do you mean? So I didn't go to school for design. I always wanted my own brand. And I knew that I couldn't afford to hire a designer. Yeah. So I just had to, like, learn a little bit of Photoshop. And I like T-shirts. Yeah. I love men's clothing. So it was easy for me to just, like, make things that I would naturally wear. Yeah. So I had went on. Google and like found this. I forget the name of the website, but mm. custom ink. Custom that's ink? what it is. Yep. And I, yep. Custom ink. <laughs> custom ink. We could, we should do a partnership if y'all see this. Yeah. Custom ink. Y'all need to give her a bag. <laughs> <laughs> y'all help me out a lot. <laughs> I try to get y'all one. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't have any experience in designing, but I just knew what I wanted. Yeah. 
So if, by me knowing what I want, I'm all I'm really big on like not letting nothing stop me. So I started with the t-shirts. I would print my logo on it. Then I would see sweatpants, and I would just buy different things and put my logo on it. I even made condoms. You made. I what? had my logo on condoms. I had my logo on everything. No way. Safe sex saves lives. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that was a promotion? That was a campaign. In 2014. How do you make condoms? What's the process I mean, of that? just you on a manufacturer? Yeah, you just, yeah, you find a manufacturer online and then they can just custom the condoms. Custom make the condoms. Well, it wasn't on an actual condom. It was on a wrapper. Oh, I thought like as soon as oh, you pull no. it out. You see. <laughs> oh, heck no. You see like a mulatto on that joint. I don't even know if that's sanitary. <laughs> I don't even know if you, that's sanitary right there. Ah! Woo! Interesting. Okay, <laughs> you see my mind went. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you make any money from the joints? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did, and then we we would give them out too. So, yeah. like in 2014, I'm so all over the place with my story. This sorry. is amazing. I, I never, I never interviewed so freely like this. I love it. In 2014, I, I hired a um a PR. Mm. And he was like, we got to make your brand socially responsible. Um, October is black. Did anything happen to where he was saying that? No. Or he's just using it as a strategy? He was just using it as a strategy. Like, yeah. he's like, I want, like, you should make your brand socially responsible for something. You have a voice and you have a big impact in the city. He was like, October is breast cancer month. Do you want to do um, breast cancer awareness? I'm like, everybody's on breast cancer awareness. Let's do HIV awareness. He was like... Oh, no. Nobody want to talk about that? I was mm. like, that's why we should do it, because nobody want to talk about it. Let's educate them. Oh, because okay. cancer can't be prevented, but HIV can. And I'm like, okay, so let's do that. So that's where the condoms came in at, too. The Safe Sex Saves Lives condom. And I did, so what we did was for the month of December, I did a, um, a Safe Sex Saves Lives mm-hmm. um, toy drive. Mm-hmm. And we donated toys to children infected or affected by HIV. Oh, wow. And then in the spring, we would have charity basketball games. And by us doing these events, a lady that had HIV, she ended up coming out. And she was like, hey, I would love to share my story with you. She was with a guy for five years. And they were college sweethearts. And he gave her, they had kids too. And he gave her HIV. Mm. And she was like... Just because you're monogamous to him, it doesn't matter. You don't know, never know what this your partner is doing. She said, and she remember like catching him cheating plenty of times, but she just never thought to like use a condom, you know. And she was like, like so many people don't, so many people don't think about that. And she wanted to share her story. So when I had the basketball game, she came out and she was talking, and I'm like, thank you so much because it takes a lot of courage 100%. to do that. And I'm like, like I don't care. I don't care as long as we change one life. As long as your message and what we're doing can change one person's life, then I feel like we did our job. Mm. And I feel like by her sharing that story in that basketball gym, because I attract the hood. Like, I come from the hood, so I attract the coolest people out. And for them to come and hear that message, like, people was, like, literally in tears. 
Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. With the, um, do you design? Do you come up with the designs? Like I like that jacket that you had. Like Donnie had it actually. It was like a trench coat and it had words on it, and it was just fire. That joint was crazy. Are you coming up with the concepts, or are do you have a team? Because I'm sure Ralph Lauren's not made like making his own designs or you know what I mean so are you do you have like a team of designers do you come up with idea like y'all want to do this like how does that yeah I come up so with that jacket I came up with the concept for that jacket now I have in-house designers but with that jacket I knew so someone designed the the trench Mm -hmm. for me but with the placement and the logos and the quotes is me like I'm really big on messaging and I'm like in the bible it's a black company corrupts good morals Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want that on a jacket. I want to put it there. And then we played with the placements a little bit. And then it say, like, watch the company you keep. And then it was like, no company is better than bad company. Because I felt like a lot of times, like, we, like, my father isn't locked up because of bad company. He's in jail because of bad company. Wow. You know, a lot of the decisions we make is because of the company we keep. So I just like to put, like, little messages on clothing so that it can yeah. inspire the people that come from where I come from. Because yeah. messages matter. Is your dad coming home? My dad got a 40 to 80. And I didn't know that. I literally found out my dad had a... So, growing up, he always said 20 to 40. So, I assumed that in 2020, he would probably be about to come home because he got locked up in 2001. And then when I was pregnant, and I overheard him talking to my ex on a call, and he said 40 to 80, and I'm like, you got a 40... Yo, it just, like, blew my mind because I'm like, I never knew it was a 40 to 80. That's mm. a long time. Like, that's a long... Bro, that's a long time. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't know it was a forty day. You get a chance to go see him a lot. I haven't. I actually probably didn't go see my dad probably since like twenty sixteen. Really? Or twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen probably. But we'd be on Zoom. Okay. Cause he they keep moving him further and further. But I I literally can just go see him. Yeah. Cause I could catch a plane to go see him. But we do. I just was on a visit with him yesterday. Cause we gotcha. do Zoom visits. So Zoom. They got Zoom calls now. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So he got to see my baby through Zoom, and we're really close. Good. Good. Um, is anything you like? How do you feel about that though? That 40, about him, he got like twenty more at least. So I hired a lawyer for him because the thing is, what he locked up for, he didn't do. Really, he didn't do what he locked up for. And like coming from where we from, it's like this no snitching thing. Yeah. And the person that did what he locked up for is locked up too, but he just like you're not going to tell on yourself. He locked up for something else too, but it's just like you're not going to tell on yourself. But I hired a lawyer because. Um, so that they can work on getting them out. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. All right, so I I had another. I was asking you something. Oh, so give me the process of these designs. So do you, does somebody? Do you have a team of people that are creating these looks, and you are approving and say, okay, I like this, but let's make these tweaks. Yeah, or- I do, and it feels so great. Like, oh my god, it feels amazing. Now I do. But everything was like, yo, I got this idea. Let's do this. Yeah, everything else it was just like, all right. If like I'm 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 inspired by different things. So if mm-hmm. I see a hoodie, okay, I like this, or I see this, I like this logo placement, or I like this. Like it's just it's full of inspiration. You know, yeah. you just tweak it and you make it your own. Gotcha. So and I'm big on like different fits. So if I like something, though, like I'm like even these jeans, like I have on a full Milano fit right now. But like I'm so big on like fit. I'm big on like accentuating the right areas for us. Mm-hmm. I'm big on curves. So like I only make what I will wear. So mm. if I wouldn't wear it, I wouldn't make it. Because I am a walking billboard for my brand and I always yeah. been I don't design stuff that I, I don't believe in. 
And now that I'm getting older, I'm probably going to have to change a little bit of what I want and wear. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you want to continue yeah. to keep the brand young. But that's how it's been. It's like, if I don't wear it, I'm not, I don't want to make it. I love that. You are a marketing genius. I've been told. It's like, <laughs> you think so? For sure. <laughs> you already know. Like, I was watching, like, even your intro video to, like, it's like you did a whole skit on a plane. Like, yo, we're going to Milan. And it was just... It was just wild, and I just see how you market. Is there, is, so help me. How can I be more creative in my marketing like you're creative? So. Or can I be? No, you can. You Either you can or you just hire someone. So, like, with me, it was never about the clothes because I never was, I never looked at myself as a designer. Like, And people always say, like, you're not even a designer. Like, people would be talking like the most mess, and I'm like, okay. Mm. Still designing. (laughs) (laughs) But so I'm a creative person. Mm -hmm. Like I love telling stories. Like my ultimate dream is to be to direct a film or a short story. Mm. Like I like just like connecting and telling stories. So I utilize my brand and like utilize all of my different passions and tie it in and incorporate it with my brand. So that's why like when you see certain videos, I go all out because I love telling stories. I like people to get connected to like understand like the journey. And you can be if you tap into your creativity or you just hire someone because people have different strengths. Yeah, help me, help me. I want to, so this is a social proof hoodie. It's fire too. I like your design. That's how when I first seen you, I'm like, yo, that shirt is fire. I need that shirt. All right, I I need you as a business partner. Yeah, I, I'm willing to invest. Because I want to get in the cut and sew, like, what? Yeah. Got some bread out here. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to get into the cut and sew, but I don't know. I want to, how do we shape this narrative in the mind of people and get them to fall in love with this stuff? You know what I mean? Because with your items, yeah. How do I do that? How if you or me, and we are going to be business partners. So what are you going to tell me to do to spread this message? What do social proof mean to you? It means getting the receipts, like actually doing something and being able to talk about the thing that you did, not just inspiring people off of theory like this is this brand is for the hero like you're on this show because you went out became successful and now you're coming back to share your success with your community this story was just amazing but you're willing to share it now like you have the proof to say okay follow me now i like that i think you got to share what it means more because even when you was like is the receipts i just started seeing like a receipt printer printing out like i just feel like it's like you got to connect the story with the brand Mm -hmm. and you just said, like, I'm wearing the, willing to share the story now. I was sharing the story all along. Yeah. Because I don't look at it like you, you got to be complete to, to inspire someone. Like, I was inspiring people just along with the journey. Mm-hmm. Even when I didn't speak well and articulate myself mm-hmm. that well, I remember people would be like, what qualifies her to go talk to kids at schools? Like, she can't even talk. And I'm like, man, I got some <laughs> to say. You know, like, I like what I say, like, it's going to change somebody's life. Yeah. So I don't care how it appears to you. And before, I didn't know that I wasn't articulating myself well. Because before, it was just like Philly people. Like, we stay on the same. Mm-hmm. So once I started posting on social media, they was like, what did she just say? Like, what? Yeah. And that's how I started to know, like, okay, I need to work on this. Mm-hmm. But while I work on it, I'm still going to, I ain't going to stop. I don't want to yeah. be the whole package. I don't want to come, like, perfect because I'm not. I'm a masterpiece and I'm a work in progress at the same time. And yeah. I enjoy that. I, I enjoy showing people like how real and raw I am. Like, it's okay. Yeah. People don't. And that's why I created the Women Air Club. The Women Air Club, 
I really like to embrace the idea of still learning. What is the Women Air Club? The Women Air Club is a club that I created for women. So I created this club in 2018 because I didn't have a mentor. Like the entire journey, I never had a mentor. And I feel like women, we don't have mentors like how men have them. And I created this club for like-minded women to just share resources and talk about our pain points and our struggles because we're so much more alike than we are different. And I created to like for reciprocity for ourselves. So everything that we give everyone else, a lot of times boss women, we have no one to rely on, no one to count on, especially women. And whether you're in a relationship or if you're single, like a lot of times like, Everything fall on you. You the mom, you doing this. It's just so much weight on your shoulder where I created this reciprocity retreat for Women Air Club so that we can give back to ourselves what we give to so much, so many others. And that retreat was just about like restoring, releasing, and just starting over. Mm-hmm. And we would do, so when I did this retreat, I had, we had a chef prepare meals. It was a 72-hour retreat. So a chef prepared breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We had... Yoga. So we did sunset and sunrise mm. yoga. It was amazing. We had a nutritionist come. We did business workshops. And we had a therapist. And that was wow. the first time I ever saw a therapist. And that was the first time many other women in the room saw a therapist. So some of these women is making millions of dollars. And I'm just looking as every time they come out the room, I can just see a weight lifted off their shoulder. I see tears in their eyes. I'm like, yo, we needed this. Like, this is what we needed. Yeah. People can't wait for the next retreat, for yeah, sure. For sure. But, yeah. What is it about money, man? Um, I realize that when you don't have any money, you're you're doing everything you can to get some because you figure in your head that once I get to this particular level, I get this amount of money, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be living my best life. But it's not like that always, is it? No. What, what What is about that dynamic of you don't have it, but you think it's going to happen. But when you get money, it's like I've, I've talked to a lot of people and it's like the more they get, the more um, not depressed, but the more it's, it's more uncomfortable because you can't really be yourself and be as free. You know what I mean? Because you're always thinking about, OK, how do I keep it? Right. So. Give me your perspective on all that I just said. I love that you said that because I'm thinking of so many different ways to talk about this. But see, me, I think a lot of times that they were waiting to the end, they were waiting for an end result. Yeah. So sometimes when like you're so focused on the end result, you don't enjoy the journey. So me, I was enjoying life even when I was broke. Mm-hmm. I was enjoying. I was going to concerts. I was making sure like I work hard, but I like to play too. I like to dance. I like to have fun. So I wasn't just so focused on the end result or the end goal or like once I make a million dollars, I'm going to be set. No, I never had money goals. Mm-hmm. I didn't create money goals until 2017. But I never had like these type of goals that like once I become this and then I'll do this. It was just I was living and I'm still living. Like I'm so in the moment mm-hmm. while I'm, I'm living in the present while I'm focused on, on where I want to be. But I'm there like joy is found in the journey. Mm-hmm. So when I was selling that one T-shirt, them two T-shirts, like I was still, them two sweatshirts, I was happy, you know? Mm-hmm. I never was like, oh, I can't wait till this person wear my brand. Like, I'm, I was so focused on this. I was focused on the journey. I was focused on the hustle. I was enjoying it every step of the way because this is my passion. And that's why, like, when I talk to people, I don't talk to people, like, and say, like, I can help you make this type of money because I can't. What I can help you do is try to help you find your passion, and from your passion, you build your paycheck. But... 
I'm not big on just selling anything. Like it has to be something that I truly enjoy. Like I'm not gonna just partner with anybody on just anything because I gotta gotta believe in it. I gotta love it. I gotta be willing to sell it and go hard for it. So I think that a lot of people's issue is they're so focused on the money. They're so focused on something that's not really bringing them happiness. Mm. It's just more so about the money and it never been about the money to me. Yeah. I think I look at money as just a tool for more access and for more resources and to change more lives. But not that it's just making me because the money don't make me. I love it. I love it. What about your personal life? As a successful woman, I can imagine it's maybe intimidating. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> have, have, have you experienced that or like how, how much focus do you put on your personal life dating? Um, I actually, First off, are you in a relationship? Yeah, I'm in a relationship. Oh, good for you. Hey, my baby, I was right out there saying I'm joking. <laughs> but no, I um, I haven't really been focused on it. So, like, the thing is, I feel like I'm so comfortable with myself. Like, I just have, like, this really big love for stuff that, like, having a partner is, is great. But, like, I don't mind being alone. Like, I'm happy alone. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, some people, which I feel bad sometimes, that they just need somebody. But me, like, I know who I am. Like, I'm so happy. And it's to the point where I need to kind of, like, get out of that because I'm not even trying to date. Like, mm. I just think God's going to drop somebody out of the sky. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> here he is. But, yeah, I'm really content. And I don't want to be content in that area. So I think I'm going to just hire a matchmaker. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hire a matchmaker. It, it seems like you may – well, I don't know. I don't know if you would have a bunch of options because – because so, some people would be intimidated, right? But I would imagine that other successful men see you as a compliment. Yeah, but that's fine. It's just so like right. What I what I haven't done is like I haven't like looked to see who I want, you know? Because mm. I I want to choose. I want I don't want to just choose somebody because they want me. Yeah. I want to like okay, I like this person. Like my options is open. My eyes is open, and so is my options too. But I just okay. need to like open my eyes. Right. I don't want to just. Date somebody because, oh, he tried to talk to me. No, I want to, like, what do I like about you, you know? Like, mm. and but, so that's why I was like, I want a matchmaker. Because I want to be able to tell them what I'm looking for and what I want in a man, mm -hmm. especially, like, personality-wise. I'm yeah. really big on, like, character. And then they can come back and bring it to me, like, a little job application. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he got this. He, he cool. Okay. <laughs> and then I can select. Okay, no. all right. Send in the person that's going to be the new designer. Okay, send in the new man. Let's see. We're going to interview them both the same. Let's go. I heard that matchmakers have a lot of success. Mm, okay, so, they about to be in your so like most, right now. Most people are together because the person just walked up to them and said, oh, I like you, you know? Mm. Like, I mean, it, grew, it, it worked, but like, I don't know. I want to know, like, what do we... What do we have in common? Like, how I want to, I don't know. Build your man for me real quick. Give me, like, if you if you could, like, construct one right now. <laughs> this is their shoe size. This is their height. This is what they do for a living. This is their complexion. <laughs> build a man. All right. So, the man that I would build would be more so, like, characteristic-wise. Like, okay. He has to be a good person. He has okay. to be God-fearing. He has to be someone that I wouldn't mind my son looking up to and being like. Mm. He got to be someone like when That's I'm good. like I did my love language test and my number one love language is acts of service. Mm. So he has to be someone that's like willing to like service me, right. you know, like <laughs> like I'll service them too. Like I'll cater to them too, but I need to be catered to like, 
Like, do you need any help with your work? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I just want somebody that's like all in. Mm-hmm. So the characteristics, um, somebody that like don't mind a powerful woman, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and it doesn't matter if he working beside me. Like, like I don't know. Yeah. Would you would you date someone like like a regular like they have a regular average career, or I, you know what I mean? Do you so need- people people say that to me all the time? Like I'm a I'm a regular guy, but can I no? The fact that you calling yourself regular is mm. don't sit well with me, you know? Because I need somebody confident. No matter what you do for a living, yeah. no matter like what your financial situation is, you calling yourself regular does not sit well with me, you know? I need you to be confident in who you are. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Okay. I ain't mad at that. Older, younger? I will do older. I can't be dating nobody that's younger than me. And how old are you now? 33. 33. I would do my age or or older. Or if I was to do younger, I probably wouldn't go younger than 28. I don't know. Okay. I just feel like guys are... We. I'm really really mature. Yeah. And I've been mature for a long time. For sure. So... I'm gonna ask a question. It's gonna sound weird, okay? But okay, and I, I'll say it this way: Shouts out to my uh, <laughs> my homegirl. I don't know if I say her name, but she's really, really attractive. Uh, you know, like a influencer, and she was like, uh, it was her, and it was a group of women, and we were like, we were like all talking, and it was like kind of deciding they men, and what, and oh girl, I just call her B. She was like, uh, I like my ugly a little bit. I said, what? <laughs> she was like, I, yeah, I like a man to be a little. <laughs> I promise you. And I was I was like, really? So I wish I could say her name, but how important are looks to you? So so it's so funny. I remember in ninth grade, I was like, all right, I'm a data ugly. Like my guy can be ugly. Like, I don't care. As long as he's nice, he can be ugly. And I went for the ugly guy. And guess what? All of the cute girls wanted him because I was his right, girlfriend. So I'm like, it don't matter. But I just felt like he was cute in my eyes too. He right. was angry with everybody else. My best friend was like, what? I'm like, he cute. For all my, uh, well, you my, start liking somebody, they can become cute to you. For all my ugly brothers, you got a shot, man. You got... <laughs> hey, man, just go. You never know. You, you might Listen, hit the lottery. We know? are all God's children. We all cute. God made us all cute. That was the funniest thing. Okay, anyway, uh, I, I, I want to wrap this up, but you just got a um, a warehouse. A headquarters. Right. It's not a warehouse. A so you know what's so funny? I feel like I was just so used to calling it a warehouse. Like when people came to visit, they're like, why are you calling this a warehouse? This mm. is an office, baby. But it's my headquarters. Okay, yeah, it's your headquarters. headquarters. Yeah. How big is this headquarters? It's 21,000 square feet. Oh, my gosh. You got to come visit. Because we got to create my podcast. 100%. Yo, that's, okay, I'm going to give you all a perspective. This space is 3,750 square feet. Or just 21,000. So it's like six of these put together. Like people come in here, they're like, oh my gosh, this is a bit. your warehouse, your your uh, headquarters is six of these put together. That's huge. Why? Did I get it? Yeah. <laughs> so initially I got it for a fulfillment center mm-hmm. because I was, I'm like, I'm paying this much money for fulfillment a year? Mm-hmm. A lot of money on fulfillment. So... Guys, when your orders were late, I was still paying top dollar for the orders, and I was so sad, and I was frustrated. I was on meetings with them every day. Like, we're paying top dollar. Like, I was paying so So the fulfillment money. center was late. Yeah. Typically, they're supposed to be on time. They're supposed to be on time. 
they we've gotten much better. Like they've gotten much better. But I I I started looking for a place because I'm like, yo, I'm spending way too much money. Mm. Like M's on fulfillment a year. What? Yes. And I'm like, okay, so I might as well just buy a place. And I started looking and our contract was almost up. So I was like rushing to find a space. And then once I got my space, I went to go visit Emma. She is the CEO and co-founder of um, Good American. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing meeting, by the way. But she was t- I was telling her that I just bought this space and I'm going to turn it into a warehouse. And she was like, well, after meeting you and talking to you, it doesn't seem like warehousing is your passion. I feel like with that space, you need to do more of what you love. And and I was because I was telling her I'm going to do like the bulk of the space going to be fulfillment. It was going to be like take up because we have so much fulfillment. It probably took up like 15,000 square feet of the mm. space. And the rest of it, I was going to be like, I, I told her I was going to do like um, content creation, production, and um, design. And she was like, it seems like the fulfillment center industry is like not where you really want to be. I say you make that space your headquarters and do exactly what you want to do in there. And just find a better fulfillment center. She was like, you just have a crappy fulfillment center, basically. And I'm like, you're right. And then I went to InvestFest and then... Tyler Perry made a statement and he was like, you, you don't, you, you, you should dream for where you want to go or something like that. Not what did he say? You are. He said, what, he said, don't build for what you need right now. Build for where you're going or something like that. And that right there, it was like confirmation mm-hmm. from what she said. And he said, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the headquarters and it's going to be the production design and content creation. And that's what I'm doing right now. Like everything going to be in house. You, are you leasing or you bought it? I pay for it. I mean, I'm pro- I'm in the process of refinancing though, <laughs> but I had no choice because I wanted it when I wanted it. Twenty one thousand square feet. I can only imagine what that ticket was because I'm I'm actually looking at I'm always looking at like commercial real estate. Wow. If y'all hear my stomach, I am hungry. <laughs> oh look, I am hungry too. <laughs> yeah. I eat all day. Yo, but um, that's crazy. But but it's because I didn't have a choice. Like we were in the process of like going through you the had loan. A choice. I mean, well, I needed the twenty one thousand. You could have got a little. <laughs> I, needed, piece, I like. needed this property. This property was so important for me to buy, and like I've been looking from January to July, so January to, to June. So once I finally found it, and I knew it was it. They wasn't ready to close on the loan. Okay, I got to put this money up, and then it allowed me to have more leverage for who I want to go with instead of rushing with the bank. You're a boss, yo. And this is so inspirational. Like, this is no handouts. This ain't no man taking care of you. This ain't, like, no coming from no rich family. It's like you literally got it out the mud. And I'm I'm actually really glad, you know, that situation didn't work out for you because I believe you wouldn't be anywhere close to this if you still had that crutch. I don't want to call them crutch, but. Yeah. But if I just, by a crutch, I mean, like, you know, like, when you have the crutches, it's like, yeah, it's somebody sure. to lean on. And I didn't have nobody to lean on. It was like, look, it's all or nothing. I don't got no kids. And I used to look at it like my mom. Like, my mom was a single mom. She had two daughters. Uh, and she dropped out of high school because I remember she used to have to take my do- my sister to class. They allowed that back in the day. And she was embarrassed. So she dropped out of high school in the ninth grade. And in 2000, she went back and got her GD. Years later, I, th- I forget what year it was. She went, and when she was 28 years old, she went and got her GED. And then she went to school to become a registered nurse. Then she went back and got her master's. So, like, me seeing her do that with two kids, and at the time, I didn't have any kids. I'm like, yo, I don't have nobody, nothing stopping me. If she can do it, I can do it. Like, what's stopping it. me? The only thing stopping me is me. 
I got to go hard because my mom made the sacrifice for me to dream. And she's been supporting my dreams the whole time. So I'm like, I'm going to go harder than I ever went. And now my mom is our COO. She got her master's really? degree in business. We yeah. Let's go. A single mom from down the bottom, like like I just like my whole life was just different. Like, but I seen her work hard every single day, and that right there, just watching her, it was like nothing stopping me. Like I can do whatever I put my mind to. And again, like Oprah, when I was saying like I used to watch Oprah growing up. Like when we grew up, like I she had her mom and dad, but like it's different when you don't like get told you love like you're loved every day, you know. So by us watching Oprah, one of the episodes she got to see that. They were saying that they kiss and kiss their kids every night, tell them they love them and pray with them. And she would do that, start to do everything she was learning with me. And by I grew up with love, you know, and I give that to my kid. And that's why, like, on my page, I share different things because I'm like, this is my TV show right here. Yeah. I'm going to inspire people. Like, on my mom in their club, I tell moms to do different things. Or I, I try to inspire them to do different things because once you see it, then you know what's real, you know? Yeah. And once you see it, because if you don't see it, you don't know what you're missing, right? Yeah. I remember my friends was like, I didn't realize, like, what my mom was doing, how big of an impact it was, until I heard my girlfriend. She was on the phone with her mom crying. They were arguing, and she was like, Jamnika mom, tell her that she love her every morning. She give her a hug and a kiss before she leave out. She give her a hug and kiss before she go to sleep. Like, you never did that with me. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, I didn't realize because I, yeah. I I become accustomed to it. And I'm like, like I'm so grateful for my mom to be doing it, you know. Yeah. And that's why I'm pouring all the love I can into my son. And I'm using my page as an example so people can kind of learn, like, from me. Like, okay, this is how you can love your son like this, yeah. you know. It's okay. Our boys need love. Yeah, They need affection. Like, let's give them that. We can 100%. raise them to be strong, too, but let's raise them with love. So they're not just raised out of the struggle. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. This is this has been a true delight. Thank I'm inspired. You. I am really, really inspired and motivated. Like I realize I'm not working hard enough. I think I'm uh, relying on um, like my passion and things that I that I like to do. But I feel like I need to go harder in terms of not not like for more money because there's nothing you could do it. Um, it's not you could do it ten million that you can't do it fifteen to twenty. It's just you know what I mean. Like right. when, once you get more, it's just whatever. But being able to inspire more people by the journey. So um, thank you so much. You're um, welcome. How how can people get in touch with you and support the brand or the movement? People can get in touch with me by following me on social media. My name is I am Milan Rouge on all social media platforms. You can also download our free app on Milano, our free Milano D. Rouge app. We give out daily motivational quotes every morning. Um, you can get exclusive discounts and things from our merchandise. We also share like love advice, dating advice, motivational advice on our app too. So it's who's sharing the dating advice? Are you sharing it? I put some stuff up Is there. Is that right? right <laughs> I am a good. You be talking about your dates? Listen, no, I, not my dates, but I'll be sharing advice <laughs> on like first date ideas and like right. questions to ask your boyfriend. Like, I'm all into that. What was the dopest date you've ever been on? The dopest date I've ever been on, I've been on a lot of them. I can imagine. So, yeah, I've been on a lot of dope dates, like really good ones. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of them. Just... A date in the sky. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Well, um, thank you so much again. Um, and you got to close this up. Oh, this is my last question. I got uh, one more. Where do you see yourself or what do you see yourself accomplishing or what status in life, whatever that means for you, 
in the next five years, because I want to be able to watch this five years from today and say you predicted it. All right. So if you know me, you know that I'm really not big on sharing my goals, right? Like I'll, I'm always like this work in silence type of person. But what I do want in the next five years, I want Milano D. Rouge to be in a few stores, a few really high-end, nice quality stores. I want like like what like Saks, okay. Nordstroms, Lehman's. Okay. Like I feel like our sweatsuits can go on Nordstroms, our denim can go on Saks, our yeah. jackets can go on Saks, um, and like some like patron of the new type stores. Um, so I see Milano de Rouge in stores. I see having fashion shows all over the world, mm-hmm. doing panels and speaking engagements all over the world, okay. um, holding a woman there, cl- <laughs> holding a woman there club conference, a really amazing conference. Um, being married, probably with like okay. little few little ones. Ow. Um, okay. Yeah, and I just see like making an impact. Yeah. And like trying to change people's lives and changing the world for better. Like when you said something about the money before, I feel like once you see it, and you just said like you got to go harder. Cause, because once you see it, you yeah. know what's possible, you know? Yeah. And that's why I like to share my journey on social media because once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. And once you get access, we didn't have access to see a lot of things. 100%. And that's why we, it wasn't that many black millionaires. Once we saw it and what we can attain, we unstoppable, yeah. you know? We came so far, like, don't give up now. If you came this far, David, bro, you got so much, like, that finish line is way closer than where you started from. So you yeah. might as well just go harder. Just continue to go harder. But, yeah. I don't know what God got in store for me, but I just know, like, I just want to continue to change lives for the better. I love it. I love it. Listen, man, give me a round of applause. It was a good episode. Thank you. Uh, do yourself a favor, man. Uh, make sure you follow, support um, all that she's doing. I just, I'm, I'm about to go give me a sweat. So I'm about to order me a sweatsuit tonight. Okay. We're going to send you a package. <laughs> Is this, wait, hold Am on. Am I an influencer? You a big influencer. You I'm know why? Influencer. Because you influence the masses. Mm. You know, like, like, who cares what social media say? You are, or like, who cares about like posting pictures, like, whatever they call influencers these days? You a true influencer, mm. you know? Yes. You a true influencer. I feel like everybody is an influencer, you know? Yeah. It's either it's, it's people that influence the masses, and then it's people that influence the people that influence the masses. Mm. Either way, you are influencer. Ah, like, yeah. give me a round of applause. That was good. <laughs> okay. But I did want to. I did want to say. A few things, so. Yes, I was actually going to ask you to close this out. Okay, say whatever you want to say, and I need you to close this out with a message, a word of wisdom, huh? Okay. The cheese one? Yeah, that's all I'm about to say, so. Oh, yeah. Yo, we didn't even talk about that. That's crazy. I was so engulfed <laughs> in the story. Okay, so tell us the story about that first. College how boy. it came about, yeah. All right, so College Boy Cheesesteaks, it came about because Lemire, he's the owner of Happy Ice, he DM'd me. I had posted up. A cheesesteak. I was making like chicken cheesesteaks mm-hmm. throughout COVID, throughout the pandemic. And I had posted it on Instagram and he DM me was like, yo, you want to start a cheesesteak company? And I'm like, I always wanted to start it. I wanted to like, that's what my vision board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call me. So he called me and he told me he was like. Did you already know Lemire? I, we followed each other, but we wasn't really cool. Like, oh, wow. We knew of each other, but we wasn't like, we would comment on different things because it's so funny. Let me just tell you from the beginning, right? Yeah. When I saw Lemire in California, Lemire moved to Cali like a year before me. I didn't know him at that time, but 
in 2017, I remember being on my balcony and I was on Instagram and Angelina Jolie was at his happy mm-hmm. ice truck. And he had he sold word ice and word ice is a Philly thing. Yeah, for sure. And I remember I'm talking to my roommate, I'm like, yo, this is so dope. You see Angelina Jolie and her kids is at his truck, he's from Philly. So right there in my notes, I put down I want to have a cheesesteak truck in LA. No. Because way. LA didn't have good cheesesteaks. Yeah. But for me seeing it, it just motivated me like, yo, I want to do a cheesesteak truck. And I want to have all different like Philly type of foods, like tasty cakes and different things. So that was in my notes from 2017. When he hit me up, I'm like, you don't even realize how you even inspired me to have that as a goal. Wow. Like, and that was like five years ago because he hit me up in 2021. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then when he started, he's like, all right, I'm going to just send you everything. So we signed NDAs. He started sending me. He had the full plan. He had the He's full layout. Brilliant. Like, it was literally like, of course I'm going to invest in this. Right. Like he had a business plan. <laughs> He's had how much yeah. he was going to make. Like, he had the full layout. And it's something that I wanted to do. And then it meant so much because College Boy Cheesesteaks, it was really like something that he wanted to do for his brother. His yeah. brother got killed yep. on, his brother got killed, and his brother's name was College Boy Kev. His brother was the first in their family to graduate college and right before his graduation ceremony he got killed a week before on his bike so having the brand be college boy cheesesteaks it was it meant a lot to me because i remember seeing him post it it was like so heartbreaking to see that and i'm like of course i want to be a part of this like and even him telling a story about his mom how like his mom was a registered nurse too and his mom the hospital that his mom worked in is the hospital that his brother died in and his mom literally got off work. So his mom wasn't at work at the time. She worked the morning of. And she hasn't been at work ever since. So she went through like a little a, a depression period. And when he created Happy Ice and she flew out there to work with him, it like started to give her her happy back. And he like, now that she got college boy, because she's our partner too. Yeah. And now that she got college boy, it was like, like it's just like she's, she's coming back to life again, you know? Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing because... This is her son. Like, her her son that's going is, like, he birthed this, you know? Yeah, um, but, yeah, so I love it. And I feel like we started as a partnership, but I, you know, I look at them like a family. I, yo, I thought y'all knew each other. Y'all been knew each other, like, no. for a minute. No. Wow. Nope. And look, look, if y'all if y'all want to, like, Lemire, Lemire Mitchell, look up the episode, uh, Social Proof, uh, Happy Ice. Like, he just, he's a brilliant, brilliant person but you could feel his heart when he talks yeah, yeah. he i so i didn't like like i said i never really had mentors but having somebody that understand you because like we're both ceos right he will be reading books and he like yo you got to read this book and i haven't read books i was buying books and i would probably just yeah. read one or two chapters but he like no you gotta read this book and because he's telling me it and he's telling me how he applied it to his brand i'm reading books now like he like changing me a lot yeah so it's really dope to have people that's like can inspire you and not be around, like, most of the people that I'm around is, like, I'm the one that's inspiring, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm yeah. grateful to God. But having someone else that can pour into you and, like, motivate you is definitely a blessing. And for the longest, we didn't announce that I was a partner. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted it to just, like, be silent yeah. so we can, like, figure everything out as we go. And we announced it on, and when I did the Revolt podcast with um, Rashad EYL, and Troy, yeah. EYL, and we announced it there. So 
Yeah, it's been going really good. So I think mm-hmm. that when you did the podcast with him, I don't think we announced our partnership nah, at the time. He was no, he. I don't. I think it was a concept, or it wasn't up or something when okay. we did the episode. Okay. But he told me that he was telling me the vision. That's why when it popped up, I said, "Yo, he just told me yeah. he was going to be doing this." So and then y'all connect. That's yeah, that's perfect. That's amazing. And then y'all have a big win. Yes, so I'm so excited. February 9th, we are going in Disneyland in Los Angeles. Disneyland. And we were selected. Like, it's only two businesses that were selected. And we were one of the food trucks that were selected. And I'm just super excited. Like, In Disneyland? Yeah, this is a blessing. Yo, I thought, like, the whole Disney franchise, that all of the things in Disney World was owned by them. Isn't that typically how it works? So we're not going... So our truck, we'll be able to, like... They got two different food trucks that's mm-hmm. coming, um, and they're allowing our trucks to come in. Right. Yeah. So. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. I thought I thought like all the stuff that sold was their companies. I think so. Yeah. Oh, but I, I y'all so. just get an opportunity yeah. to pull up. Like, they're letting us what do in the it world? because they're letting us do it for Black History Month. So they got the other mm. businesses a Black business too, and yeah, it's good. And Lemire's Happy Ice was in there um, last season, and. It was great. Amazing. I mean, congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm so yeah. excited. Oh, you should be. <laughs> clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. All right. Um, all right, so now you gotta close out with a word of wisdom, man. You gotta put a bow on this whole conversation. We went on a roller coaster of information in this episode. Um, but there's somebody that's watching this right now and they're like, Man, I feel what she's saying, but I still don't have the courage to like be that like I still don't feel that I can become successful what would you say to that uh, I would say I wish I practiced something cooler but I would just say like it starts with your mind like you gotta first think you gotta see yourself as this person like I always tell people like do a vision board like when you do your vision board like think about the woman the person that you want to become not just the not just like the career like, what type of person you want to come become? Like, what impact do you want to make on the lives of others? How do you want to change the world? What car you want to drive? What kind of house you want to live in? What city you want to travel to? Like, think about all of the things that you want to do. So that way, when you become successful in your career, you just align your steps. Like, everything you do, you just align in your steps. I, my mom, filmed my vision board, my my vision board, I think it was probably from 2014. Mm-hmm. And everything on that vision board I did. The only thing on that vision board I didn't do is say Nordstrom's because I wanted to go wow. to Nordstrom's. <laughs> everything I did on everything on that board I did. I said that I want to make $9,000 a month at least is on it. Amazing. So really see yourself as this person and do everything you can in your power to become the person that you want. It's never too late to change it's never too late to reinvent yourself. Get all of the negative thoughts out your mind. Like, the negative people that surround you, you got to let them go. Because on an elevator to success, sometimes you got to let people off to let new people in. And just continue to grow. And if you want to fail, fail fast. Why are you taking forever to fail? Just go <laughs> ahead and just go for it. That's my word it. for you guys. I love it. Clap that up, man. That was amazing. Uh, we can't. 
We can't close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor, man. Make sure you go follow Malai. Make sure you follow the brand, uh, support and shop, and also go get you some social proof, meaning go build something. Build it really, really big. Become really, really successful. But now you have an obligation to come back to your community and teach them how you did what you did, okay? It's the only way our community grows. All right? We are out of here. Peace. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.